Hey, welcome to the Woodland Sermon Podcast. My name is Thane. I'm one of the pastors here on staff, and I'm joined today by the one and only Lenny Lucchetti. Hey, good to be here. Good to, good to have you, man. So, hey, we are going to be spending some time today uh, starting this back up. We did this during COVID, actually, for a little bit, kind of just reflecting on the sermon, talking a little bit more. But one of the things uh, that we wanted to do is actually engage you guys that are watching, uh, being able to submit some questions and ask some dialogue with us about the sermon on Sunday and allow uh, Pastor Lane to go into more detail and stuff. So mm-hmm. if you would, wouldn't mind, just kind of give us an overview of the series that we're going to be going through that we started this past Sunday and we'll be going for the next five weeks. Yeah, really, you know, I just felt like compelled by God, I believe, to uh, to give us a handle on the biblical story. The Bible's mm-hmm. so dense and deep. And uh, to think of like 66 books, 1,100 pages, you know, it's kind of overwhelming. Yeah. Like, what's the elevator talk? How do you describe the Bible in like in just a few sentences. Yeah. So um, I'm thinking of the Bible in five parts, Thane. So yesterday I talked about creation, yep. how God created a world that was perfect, a perfect intimate relationship with humans. Humans had perfect harmony with each other and the rest of the world. And uh, so creation first, and then this coming week we're going to talk about corruption Okay. Uh, in Genesis 3. You know, uh, God said you can have everything I've given you except for this one thing, the one tree that was off limits. And so... Humans use their free will not to love God entirely, but to reject God. And and you think about all the corruption and chaos and death and disease mm-hmm. and disasters. Uh, and then in week three, we're going to look at uh, redemption, salvation, and the, how the coming of Christ really is a way, God's way of redeeming what we lost in the fall of Genesis 3. And God, through Christ, has kind of taken us back to the garden again and back to harmony with him and with each other. And so the coming of Jesus swings the pendulum back to Genesis 1 and 2. And in week four, uh, we're going to talk about mission. Actually, you're going to talk about mission. I'm going to talk about mission. Pastor Thane's going to be preaching on uh, mission, which is the fourth part in the biblical story where, you know, uh, Christ creates a church, a people, a community. Yeah. who partner with him in redeeming and restoring the world one person at a time. And then in week five, it's, it's kind of like it's restoration. It's, it's looking at revelation 20 and 21 actually. So the first two chapters of the Bible, Genesis one and two, and the last two chapters, Genesis 20 and 21, uh, kind of tell the whole story kind of comes full circle. And so we're going to talk about how God restores the world. Um, and so that's how the Bible ends with, with in the same place really where it began with, people and God having intimate friendship. Yeah. I I think one of the things I love about a series like this is it's very easy throughout churches and sermons and stuff. They can become very kind of micro, like we look at one section of the Bible. We look at one perspective of the Bible or one book of the Bible or this, you're kind of taking the story and looking at the entirety. Like what is the total arc of not only Jesus, but also creation and God in the Old Testament, New Testament. Um, what is one of the hopes that you have as we're going through this for people, if they have questions, like how do we walk out understanding the Bible as a whole as opposed to just a sum of many parts? Yeah, and again, like I said earlier, I, I think if we're going to be followers of Christ and try to communicate to the world uh that, that there's a guide for living mm-hmm. uh, and and we therefore need to know it. Like, so, and, you know, the attention span of most people is not, yeah, okay, let me walk you through the 66 books of the Bible, <laughs> but, but, but we can, but we can know the Bible in five sentences. Yeah. Right. And so, so to have the sort of 
have this conception of the biblical story in five parts, in five sentences, really, is really helpful for me. Yeah. Uh, and, and hopefully for the church as we seek to make Christ known through the scriptures. You know, uh, it's, it's, the, it's the greatest book ever written, the most popular book ever, yeah. ever written and read. And so it's good for us to have a handle on it and, and, a, and a sort of a sort of a, a micro kind of handle on it. So uh, that could be real helpful to us as we seek to make Christ known and make the word of God known. And it also helps me as a preacher realize, okay, so with every sermon I preach, where does my sermon fit into the biblical story as a whole? Yeah. So uh, it keeps me on track if I know the whole story and where it's going. Yeah, I, I loved And During your sermon, I was out at Marshall this past weekend because uh, Pastor Devin wasn't feeling well, but uh, you, you spoke about how God created something out of nothing. It wasn't like there was a, okay, I'm going to retrofit this. There was a blank canvas. I even love that you had a painter up on the platform kind of painting alongside just another expression of worship with you. Um, talk a little bit more about how that can apply to our life today. When we're, when we're looking at God and looking at the, at the character of God, and he's a creator at the core, yeah. um, how can that apply to us in our day-to-day life when we're wondering what his plan is for us in our life? Totally. Yeah. He's a creative creator, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he, he just, he, like I said yesterday in my sermon, he, he cannot leave well enough alone. If he walks by a blank canvas, something that is formless and empty, to use the phrase from yeah. Genesis 1, he, he just has to pull out his paintbrushes and paints and make something out of nothing. It's just what he does. It's his MO. And I kind of quickly chronicled scripture and how God does that. Yeah. Like he, he takes a, a nobody group of people, the Hebrew slaves, and makes them a holy nation. He makes something out of nothing. He takes people like David, who is just a runt, the youngest son of Jesse, a yeah. shepherd boy, a nobody, and makes something out of the nothing of his life by making him king. He does this all throughout the Bible. And then, you know, and then in Jesus, in the New Testament, Jesus takes a group of 12 average Joes, you know, yeah. just just fishermen, uh, not educated, really, not not all that stellar. They showed a lot of signs of immaturity that we see as we read the Gospels. Yeah. And yet he he takes these average guys and makes apostolic leaders out of them who, who build the church. And so it's just what God does. And as you think of your life, Thane, as I think of my life, he did it for me. He did yeah. it for you. And I've seen God do this with countless uh, amounts of people who whose life was in the in the gutter. Yeah. And he walks by, Jesus does, and he just sort of starts to paint something beautiful of their life. The key is opening up the canvas of our lives to yeah. God. That's the key. Because he won't, he won't force his way in. No. Um, we have to kind of let him, and he stands at the door and knocks. And when, and when you open up that door and you let him in, he will make something out of the nothing of your life. I think that's so vital because there's, there's a huge difference between saying, hey, uh, a lot of times I feel as people, we go into situations or even into conversations with God where we're like, hey, here's the picture I have in mind. Can you paint this picture for me? And that's, mm-hmm. not, like, that's not what we see in creation. There wasn't a predetermined plan, but when we can go and we can say, hey, my life is a blank canvas. Like this will probably be something we talk about during the mission week. What does it look like to truly open ourselves up to God and say, hey, paint paint whatever picture you have? Because it typically it's always way bigger and more beautiful than we could ever imagine. Yep. Whenever, absolutely. Whenever we try to dictate mm-hmm. God's plan for our lives... <laughs> It's usually worse. It's it's worse, (laughs) and we and we start to we start to manipulate and scheme like Jacob did that. He's a schemer, and 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 he and he and he came to the point where he had 
he had lost himself. He lost his brother. He alienated everybody around him yeah. and then wrestled with an angel who, who kind of brought the best out in him. But so God didn't give up on Jacob. But, you know, God's plan for my life is way better than I can devise. Yeah. It's true. I mean, I know it sounds simplistic, but every, put it this way. I mean, the best things about my life, mm-hmm. the best gifts in my life are things I really couldn't orchestrate. Right. So like uh, my marriage to Amy, I mean, yeah, I had a role in that, but I think it was God bringing us together, having three kids, yeah. uh, uh, seeing stuff happen in ministry um, that was beyond me and beyond my scope, beyond my abilities. God always has something better planned for us than we, and he knows because he knows us. It's like my kids, yeah. you know, my kids when they were little had their own dreams for themselves and and yet I knew it was best for them. I knew it really could, I knew like going to Disney, mm-hmm was beyond their dreams, even though they just wanted to play at the park uh, near the house, right? And I'm like, no, we can go to Disney. This is this is way better. No, no, yeah. no, I just want to play at the park. Um, it's kind of that way with God, I think, too. Uh, yeah. we're, we're settling for a park a lot of times, just a little playground with broken swings, and, and God's got Disney in store for us, right? Yeah, because, I mean, it says in Scriptures that he knows, the, he knows the plans that he has for us, that a lot of times we, at least speaking for myself, I, I'm someone who likes to, strategize who likes to see the end in sight and just like you said what, some of the best moments in my life some of the best seasons in my life were times where I just said I just backed up and said okay God wherever you're taking this I'm along for that even me coming to Woodland uh, was kind of a okay backing up and let, let's see where God takes it and I I think that there's such beauty in that because yeah, when is. we can let go and truly is let go and let God yeah. like when we allow him to be the one that paints it really does turn out different. I think uh, it was a Shania Twain, Jesus Take the Wheel. I can't believe I'm, co- I'm quoting country music songs. It's bad. <laughs> I will never again quote. A, well, I All right, this, this, is a, this is a new rule. No country music in the Bible. Jesus Take the Wheel. <laughs> no. So that's great. So, hey, if you guys haven't had an opportunity yet to go check out part one of Shaped by History, Shaped by His Story, I encourage you guys to do that. We'll link that below. And again, our heart for this podcast is just to go a little bit deeper uh, in discussion about what we're talking about on Sundays, but also engage you guys. So if you guys have questions, even if it's like, here's a preview question of what might come in, because you're talking about stories and you referenced a couple of movies in the beginning. So what is your favorite movie storyline? Oh, man. I, you know, be- because I'm constantly living in the Gospels and preaching the Gospels, yeah. uh, I have this tendency to to look at every movie or every every book I read through the lens of the gospel. So, yeah. so like, Forrest Gump's one of my favorite movies, and I and I you know, especially the scene where he's he's got his leg brace on as a little kid and he's running, he's trying to run away from the bullies, um, and the bra- the braces come off and he starts to run and he's yeah. free. I cry every time I see that scene <laughs> because I think about I think about how I was once chained up in yeah. braces and, and Christ swooped in and, and set me free. I know it's kind of, kind of weird, uh, but, I love it. but, and then Braveheart, as I mentioned, I did reference Braveheart, um, uh, in the sermon Sunday. And man, I just, I just love that movie. And I see so many gospel parallels between William Wallace and Jesus. And, mm-hmm. you know, William Wallace is in prison, ready to give his life to make people free. And, uh, at the very end, he yells freedom. Yeah. Well, he's you know, and and his and and his disciple William Wallace, his disciples, his guys, his entourage, uh, they rise to the challenge, even though they were kind of cowardly. And the same thing happened with the apostles when Jesus died. And I don't know, uh, but Braveheart's one of my favorites. And um, I should probably throw a romance in there. A notebook, the Notebook. Oh, I'll say the pass. Notebook. <laughs> pass. No, I, it's funny because I was I was like, man, I hope he doesn't get too spiritual with this because I was going to say Marvel Endgame. I was sitting, <laughs> oh, I, I was Endgame. sitting. Uh, 
in in a theater with a friend of mine, and there was a guy who was obviously on a first date over in front of us, and at the moment where I am Iron Man, <laughs> this guy who was on his first date, like trying to keep it together, just started weeping. Of just the the, I was just like, oh my gosh. But no, honestly, one of my favorite. It's not a movie, but it's a show. Have you ever seen This Is Us? Oh yeah. Love okay. It. Love it. I cry yeah. all the time because there are certain aspects and personalities in that story that I find myself in like I'll relate to be like when Randall's going through something I'll relate to that yeah. I'll pull and I think in the series we'll see a lot of that too is I think a lot of the goal of the series is to find ways for us to pull ourselves into the story of scriptures and see how it relates to our life today totally totally yeah like I said Sunday we all live a story yeah Thane, all of us we don't think of it that way, and yeah. we don't name it. We're not even maybe conscious of it, but we're living, we're living the fame story or the success story or the uh, getting thin story mm-hmm. and good look, whatever. I mean, um, the victim story. The story of Scripture is a story worth living and dying for, we believe, yeah. and because it's beautiful and it's, it's good. It's honest. The thing I love about the Bible, too, is it's so stinking honest yeah. about the pain of life. Yeah. That's what I love about it. So it's not like sugarcoating, oh, if you love God, everything's going to come up roses. Yeah. No, actually, the people who love God most tend to have some of the rougher lives. Yeah, you, look like, you look at the story like Job where he's just, oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And all the apostles gave their lives. They died too young yeah. because of their faith in Christ and their commitment to serve him. So so it's, it's an, the Bible is so honest about yeah. the grief and the angst and the pain and the struggle of being human, but it's also the most hopeful, optimistic yeah. book I've ever read about what can happen when a human being lives a surrendered life to God. And the, the be- again, the, the painting of a masterpiece. Yep. The, the, the world, the creative universe is a masterpiece. It's beautiful. The most beautiful things in our world are things that honestly humans have had nothing to do with. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, yeah. I mean, humans have made some beautiful buildings and paintings and sculptures. But the most beautiful things we can't replicate, no. the sunrise, the sunset. Yeah. Um, and yet God does the same thing with our lives, too, if we let him. That's the beauty of it. He's a creative creator, as I said. It's awesome. All right. Well, guys, that's all that we have for today. Thank you for tuning in. Down below, you'll find a link for you to submit your questions for next week's podcast, which will be released next Monday. And it might be it might be you and Pastor Devin. I think we got to get Pastor Devin in yeah. here on this, too. I yeah, hope, hope so. so. Hey, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week. See, see ya. ya.